It is Thursday. We managed it. We're back on a Thursday. Yes, it's Thursday. It is nine. You get cowboy time. How we doing, fellas? Fellas. Good to, feels good to be back in some work. It, it kind of feels like we've had like a are we many hiatus and somewhat we've not always been available, but I guess that's always been because it's summertime here. We're actually, yes, we actually do have sunshine here in the UK from time to time. So, well, even in Glasgow. Oh, oh yeah. Well, put it this way: I've still got sunburn on my shoulder. So, <laughs> yeah, that's not sunburn. You've been slapping yourself again, didn't you? You've been doing uh, the, the Ric Flair chops on yourself. Oh well, maybe one or two, many, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, are you doing loan? You're right. Yeah, not too bad. Um, str struggling to get my head around the LA Rams salary cap, but um... yeah. oh, please, can we even <laughs> can, can we just acknowledge that? Right, have they like I said this in a tweet not long ago? Did they literally pick up a game of Madden and go into the confederation sense of the <laughs> yeah, game yeah, yeah. and and basically edited the salary? Yeah, took the salary cap off or something because that's what it feels like. Yeah, it does. It, it does. And they're, oh, they're, going end up, they're going to end up in cap hell for about five or six years or whatever. But yeah. I know. And, and here's the thing: like, like a couple of years ago, they had no first round draft picks, etc., etc. Like they trade their first round picks for all these high earners, like like Jalen Ramsey, Vaughn Miller, or like you name it. Like, like well, we didn't trade a first rounder for. Vaughn, but you, but you get the idea. You're bringing these yeah, guys yeah, with yeah. high end contracts, and yet it's still not impacting them as you would expect. It's and not going to impact them. The, the way things have been structured, is it's not going to hit them right away. It's going to be the back end when it comes yep. when it comes to strike them. Yeah, and yep, it'll yep, hit them yep. hard. Very much similar, really, kind of like what you've seen. You know, like when the Eagles went on their um, Super Hello, Bowl Mag. run. Oh, um, yeah, when you see them on it, really, they, what they did is they just they sold the future for the present. Pretty much, man. Pretty yes, much. but here's a crazy one for you guys. It is officially episode number two hundred in total. We're only two hundred so is... episode. Wow. Okay, that's interesting. We have been here yeah. two hundred times. <laughs> wow, that's that's nuts. Yeah. And yeah, and but saying that, we do have a nice special announcement later, because and and basically in light off of our two hundred episode for our. It's a good one. Yep. See, yep. So we'll, we'll announce it later, it. though. We'll we announce it later. It. Yeah, we'll announce it in the news and updates, um, which we'll get to any second. But yes, I like that. You see, we actually planned all of this. Um, and also, <laughs> hello to everybody watching and listening at home. Thank you for all your comments uh, that are coming flying in. And thank you for joining us for a 200th episode special. Hey, and what a better way than to also talk about the offensive line. Um, hey. so, yeah, yep. we've, been, we've been really eager. What's really cool, right? Think about this, right? About how the Cowboys roster is. And we're on the positional breakdown series. So it's now, right? Think about this. Offensive line. De oh. Defensive must be <laughs> defensive line, pass rushers, linebackers, defensive backs. They're the next five weeks. Yep. 
and it's going to get spicy. <laughs> oh, man. It's like we've slowly built up to it. It's really mm. nice. Right, let's hit the news and updates, guys, and then uh, we'll crack on with the show. All right, coming out the gate, we'll start with the bad news first. Uh, so the bad news is, is linebacker Devontae Bond, he's gone out with an ACL tear today. He's officially on Oof. IR. Um, he's done, they have said as well, it's going to be uh, surgically repaired. So season done. Um, yep. Opens the door for Aaron Hansford, fellow Aggie. But yeah, never a good way to ha- get into the roster. Um, so that's the bad news. In terms of bad news, apart from one other thing which we'll get to, that's really it for now. Some good news. Right, here we go. Getting the inside scoop. Fil- getting some filtered information here. Some good news. Michael Gallup's been a training on the resistance cords, working out, training, um, looking good. They're thinking, going off questions, by the time he's um, game ready, you're looking at about Week four, week five. So, not bad going. Here's yep. the good news. The good news. Jabril Cox news. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Got this today. He is going to be ready for training camp. Oh. To play, to play week one. To play week one is fully expected. <laughs> oh, yes. So, Paul, you can take that news for your Sunday show. Oh. It is officially. Oh, he's he is going to be in training for training camp. They expect him to be a full go for preseason week one against the Bucks to be in the lineup. To be fair, um, one of the other guys, probably Tony or uh, Mike uh, uh, Ryo or yeah. even RJ, might even pick up that article and put it, do it for one of the other shows on Blogging the Boys. So they'll probably end up yeah. well posting that. I don't think of. I don't think it's been written up yet. It's is it literally not? no, no. This right. is like this is an insider's. Wow. Um, yeah, we get the scoops here. We get the scoops by um, sneaking in the information. So some other news: Jake Ferguson has been signed. That means all the rookies uh, in this year's class have been officially signed now, um, which leads to the next thing. Dalton Schultz is holding out, if you want to call it that. Um, at this stage, he's in the OTA phase, so it's voluntary. Um, the holdout to me definitely screams agent. Agent is saying hold out. Yeah. Do not oh, go absolutely. This see, is an I, agent. See, I, I said this. See, once that David and Joko deal just came out the blue. As exactly. It is, yeah. Like I knew from the get-go, like, oh god, like this is just gonna turn into a, a an agent versus Stephen Jones battle again. It's going to be more like I think it's going to be more like. Here's the thing: when you look at all the tight ends in the league right now, some of them I don't even think they're even worth that amount of money. Mm, like the only, two, the only, the only two I can really say is Kittle and Kelsey. You could put, you could say Dallas Goddard for the Eagles. I hate this as much as I hate to say that, uh, but uh it's but you've got Njoku up there. I can't mm-hmm. remember uh, the other tight ends up there. Uh, you've got the two Patriots tight ends uh, out, out there. They're on quite hard end contract. I think they're like fifteen point two million a year or something like that. Lauren, yeah. you you can verify that uh, or get the, the proper statistic on that. But man, it's it's not looking good. Um, oh no, but um, I mean, 
the one thing that's surprising about the Njoku contract is it's very cap friendly for the next two years and then in 2024 it actually goes up so realistically it's only a two year deal mm-hmm. um, and you can get out of it after that it's again they've got void years on this as well but um, yeah. you know cap number for this year is only 3.3 million next year it's 8.3 million um obviously after that you can get out of it and you can save you can save money as well now if the cowboys are talking about a long-term deal with him the 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 next one to get um obviously gesicki is also franchise tagged at the moment so i don't yeah. know if miami are looking to deal with him but um if you are looking to get a long-term deal with um schultz then you're maybe needing to do it before Gusecki gets signed mm-hmm. to a long-term deal. But I, I think as we discuss, as we discussed a couple of weeks back when I was hosting the tight end show that, you know, realistically, does he have a hope? Um, you know, we brought on, we brought in Jake Ferguson. Obviously we knew, we said that the only reason why, um, Schultz is still on the roster probably is that we knew that Blake Jarwin was, you know, retiring or not going to be able to play this year at least. Um, so, you know, I I think we need, to, you almost need to have that prove it deal, I think, with Schultz, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let, let's wait and see. He's definitely not going to hold out um beyond otas because the the money really goes up fast as well it's like um once it becomes mandatory it's something like uh, i think games it's fifty thousand a day yeah and then it's a, it's one game check each time he misses a game yeah. as well so, so it's so... like 600k for a game. and and i think as as Dave Hellman touched on yesterday on Cowboys Break, um, the new CBA, it used to be one, once a deal was sorted out, all, you know, all things were forgiven and no yeah, fines were actually the money. Yeah, But yeah, with yeah. the C- CBA this time round, that actually is in there and there's no there's no oh. grace for it. So. I wasn't aware of that in the new CBA. Very sneaky. Um, all right, then. Well, let's get into some more news. Uh, Tyler Smith. Uh, yes, Tyler Smith. Sorry, I'm reading Tyrone Smith as well at the same time because we're doing offensive line. Tyler Smith, we got to see him versus Micah Parsons. In yep, and he sto- stonewalled him. He held him up, yeah. It was more of a, um, like, like two magnets. They just repelled each other. It was, it was good to see. That's interesting. One to look at. Simi Fahoko has been practicing with the first team, which is quite interesting. We had the ultimate um, dichotomy of what the Cowboys are right now uh, in one play. So you got Dak Prescott throwing an absolute perfectly placed ball to Simi Fahoko. Simi Vahoko tries to catch the ball. Jordan Lewis disrupts. Simi Vahoko fumbles the ball. Malik Hooker takes a pick six. <laughs> like, you couldn't, if he was to say, what are the Cowboys like right now? You just watch, just go watch the OTAs and watch this play. There you go. <laughs> yep. um, it well, doesn't mean to say Simi Vahoko is a bad player. I'm not saying that at all. 
But it does go to show that he needs as many first-team reps as he can get right now. You need to find out what he is. You need to get him up to speed because we need to know where we're going with him. Like, take the chance. See what you got. It works out. It works out great. If it doesn't, we can move on. It wasn't a huge uh, gamble. But it's more of a gamble if they don't give him uh, any of that. In other OTA news, or has anyone got to add on that? I was just going to say this this year we're we're in a uncharted territory in that you know normally you would be saying the you know what the offense is and it, the question marks oh, yeah, on yeah. defense this year it's it's very much defense orientated and it's a question mark over the offense so um it'll be interesting to see what we have offensively at, you know during training camp so okay um, in some other interesting news as well today in OTAs, uh, Charles Haley was at practice working with Micah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's, I saw that. Yeah, that's a, that's a very tasty bit of news. Um, it also, in other news, Tony Pollard uh, playing from the slot and returning punts. So it looks like he's going to be the, the do-it-all player um by the way things are going we'll have to wait and see of course on that but what do you guys make of this with tony pollard i'm not too sure yeah yeah, just keep things going all right then uh lve he's been getting praise uh which is good to see trayvon diggs uh made a comment as well uh, said, look, it's only my second year playing. They asked about um, how do you ba- how do you bounce into having an eleven interception season. Just said, look, I've only I've only been playing cornerback for two years in the NFL. Still got a lot to learn. Let's wait and see what happens. Yeah, can't go. Can't say anything more than that. Um, go on, Paul. I was just trying to say, I'm still. I, I was saying this to Meg on yeah. the Wolves, Wolves team podcast. Like, I'm. Yours. I'm gonna keep like everything close to my chest all the way up to week one. Like, I know you're saying it's looking promising there, it's looking promising there and there. I am literally for this year taking everything with a pinch of salt. Like, oh yeah, you got it. Um, I don't want to go in there and get my hopes up, like, because I know we're not. Like in comparison to last year, we don't have that same type of caliber of team that that when you look at the roster, it streams that we could easily make made the Super Bowl that year mm-hmm. last season. This year, there's still a lot of questions. Is every draft pick that we made was that the right decision? Mm-hmm. How like like we still don't even know regards to our off season I know I'm I'm putting a bit of a damper on right now, but I just want to be real about this. I want to yeah. be realistic. I don't want to get anyone's hopes up. I don't want to be. <laughs> I don't want to be given a false narrative. I just want to be get, speaking facts and be real about it. Yes, fine. Well, I, I, th- I think you're perfectly right, Paul. I mean, you know, as you always say with OTAs, the pads aren't on at the moment. So things like the fact that. Um, Tyler Smith managed to stonewall Micah Parsons. Micah yeah. Parsons then went, what they were saying as well yesterday is that Micah Parsons then went to the other side and absolutely hammered into Terrence Steele and knocked Terrence Steele flat on his back. Yeah, so, it went, knocked him on his back. He, he threw him like an empty tracksuit, is my favourite saying. He literally <laughs> did. He you stole that from me, you. Did I? I've yeah. been using that one for years. Oh no! I said that yeah. quite a lot. I said that quite a lot when, when you were when you were up in Glasgow and you were like, "Oh man!" <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
the thing is as well, I mean, you know that um, we're going to go Owen own three or whatever in the preseason because you, you don't want to go three and oh any team that generally has gone three and oh in pre-season tanks uh, completely in the regular season so um as, as long as we're building up we get through pre-season healthy we, we get every everybody as sharp as we can and then you know take it week by week don't start saying yeah we're super bowl bound or whatever you know <laughs> week, week by week and yeah you know let, let's get to the playoffs first and then take it week by week there as well so yeah this... I, I am Go not on. i am definitely not saying super bowl or playoffs i'm just saying game by game mm -hmm. i am i am definitely after last year after our good friend brad sham was saying that you cannot get ahead of yourselves you need to think about the game at hand and i and he is absolutely right and yeah. uh yeah i am going by the brad sham bible in this one <laughs> yeah the, the, the roster certainly will be starkly different and in terms of talent level is going to be very different the the, the the question marks really are how have players developed in the off season that's the big one. Like, usually, like, you know, because we've had quite a lot of stability, especially on offense, when you think about it. Um, year by year, there's been a lot of stability there where you're just like, you you know what you, you're going to get. Yeah. Where now it's suddenly it's like, well, how are players going to develop? Like, what, what, what are they going to do with Tony Pollard? How's C.D. Lamb looking as a wide receiver one? How's Terrence Steele going to work out? Like, these, you know, where's Tyler Biadish coming up to now? These are the sort of things... That you know that those developmental questions that you get with the roster, but yes, the last piece of uh, information we got for you on the news and updates is the UK Cowboys fan travel package. The news on that was released yesterday, um, so uh, everybody been oh, look at that has been working behind the scenes on this one. Twenty thirteen. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> you got right? a DeLorean pull. <laughs> yeah, 2023. <laughs> You're all right, brother. You're all right. I like it. I like it. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, it is the travel package. Information on that you can find uh, on our Facebook. Go and have a read. If you're, it doesn't necessarily you have to be from the UK. If you're flying from anywhere, Ireland, Europe, come and join us. Come take a look. Questions will be answered if you have them. Um, we will do weekly updates on it as well. So every week we will be adding and giving information into the package. Go on. Just fixing the banner just now so people can see it. So here we go. <laughs> here we go. Here we look at that. All done. Yes. And there it is. Look, visit our Facebook group details. It is on the page as well for more details, questions. If you want to send them over, send them over. But it is set up and ready to go. You will find us lot there. We will be over there. Um, taking your hand and guiding you on your alcoholic inebriated way through the Dallas Cowboys week of craziness. I don't know how to pronounce it, but we'll go with that. Yeah, and guys, when we when we say this, this is a package deal. When you see what's actually involved in this deal, and for the amount and for the for what's involved, uh, it's everything. I cannot hear anything because you're a rustling paper there. Yeah. Sorry, I was turning my pages over. 
Turning your pages, it was like what a yellow pa- <laughs> book of yellow pages or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, but yeah, guys. Uh, but be sure to go check go to the, our Facebook group. If you have any questions, be sure to even contact us directly from uh, Twitter or, or even from the Facebook group. So, any questions, feel feel free to ask. Yes. So that's the news and update, guys. You will see. The updates on the travel package, we'll talk about it on you each week as we get more and more information out to you. At this stage, it's just giving you the the the, the chance to take a look and get ready to put the savings away and all the rest of it. I can't wait. It's going to be great fun. I'm you got so traffic good. out there? Yeah, i got my window open. It's boiling in you. <laughs> All right, guys, let's move this on then. Um, yes, we are into the offensive line in the position breakdown series. So the way I thought we would do this is we'll go with the starters first. Then we'll go through the sort of the, the four guys behind, then the new guy, then the undrafted free agent. So we'll start with the starting lineup. Tell me if you agree or disagree on this. All right, it's going to be pretty obvious. Okay. Uh, Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith. Terence Steele, Zach Martin, Tyler Biadish. Are we all in agreement that that looks like it's going to be the starting five? It's the most logical starting. Yeah. Yeah. The the only one, obviously, we've got question marks at the moment is that, you know, if he's got a sore back now in OTAs, (laughs) is he going to manage to suit up week one? But, uh, yeah, Tyron Smith, obviously, at some point, we're going to have to... um, cope without him for at least a week so yeah it's not even a question of when really is it with tyron smith it's more of a question of how long for yeah that's the question you're 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 asking you're just like going right well how long can we survive without him because don't forget right that for offensive tackles tyron smith last season was third in offensive uh blocking grade third yeah. Well, I mean, when he's on the field, I mean, he's still an absolute yeah. unit. And, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's difficult to get around. And, I mean, even some of the holding penalties that he picked up last year is purely because the guys were going low. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his his hands, he is such an absolute monster that oh, yeah. as, soon as, you get, as, you, as soon as you go low, you know, his hands just... It, unfortunately makes it look like he's holding so um you know but he he can still do the job when he's on the field it's just a case much like sean lee it's it's a case of making making him on the field um you know we've got that same that same problem so yeah yeah i can't can't disagree there and you know I know that they've been doing it, that Tiger Smith in OTAs this week has been playing left tackle, um, especially when um, Tom Smith had the, the back soreness, as they were reporting it, lower back soreness. Um, and you're just like, okay, fine. Right, he goes out, we get to see Tyler Smith in the left tackle position, look fine. But what is what I find, and I don't know what you guys think, but Tom Smith goes out, Tyler Smith goes into the left card. This sounds weird. Left tackle position. As soon as Tyron Smith came back, Tyler Smith was immediately bumped to left guard. So I think they're pretty much saying that this is how it's going to go, that this is what they're happy with. And then 
Tyler Smith, do they use him as the swing tackle type guy and have a swing guard? This is where it gets tricky. I think this well, is where I think this is where Willett Stone might come into play. Well, he's been uh, having issues of his own mind. Well, yeah. Like we still don't even know, we still don't even know what we're going to be using Josh Ball as well. Yeah, like, like there's there's just so many questions when it comes to this, our second strings and how they're going to be molded into the starting, like, like not a starting role, but become in the, the actual lineup. Like how we're yeah. going to utilize them. So um, it, it's going to be very interesting to see how we're going to do, do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now what? What is interesting is Tyrone Smith, 32 years of age. He is crazy. Zach Martin's 32 as well. Look how quick that time's gone by. And, and, yeah. and if memory serves me right, um, Zach's only been in the league for, what, nine years? And and I think Tyrone, this is going to be his 11th or 12th season? Or is Zach in it for eight? Eight years. What? Eight and ten years, yeah, but yeah, is, is so uh, Zach is the two, right? Um, both Tyron Smith, so he's the most expensive offensive lineman, 17 and a half million, unrestricted free agent in 2024. Zach Martin, 12, unrestricted free agent in 2025. Tyron Tyler, uh, Tyron Steele, um, he's on the least with 900k, he's a restricted free agent next year, but. He's going to get re-signed, so I'm not too worried about that. Uh, Tyler Smith, obviously, he's on his rookie contract. Uh, Tyler Biadish, he's on uh, one mil, and he's an unrestricted in 2024. Um, but, I mean, when you go and you look at the positional spending, this is what's crazy. You know, offensive line, generally, in on the offensive line position, the Cowboys only ranked 10th. In in spend expenditure on that with forty two point eight million of the cap going on it. When I was thinking about it, I was like, nah, they've got to be higher than that. But no, they're only ranked ten. <laughs> um, yeah. which is Zach, pretty wild. Uh, so, so Tyron's already played eleven seasons. This will be his twelfth season, and he's thirty two. Yeah, yeah. mm -hmm. That's um, crazy. That's a, um, when you really put that in perspective. That's a lot of wear and tear. Oh yeah, yeah. a lot. And, I mean, he, he, he was getting... he was only twenty. Uh, he was only twenty when he was actually drafted. So that's true. Yeah. Um, and, and just to put this in perspective, though, uh, Lauren, like both of us have played both sides of the ball. Like, like you've played O line and D line, so have I. Yeah. And even for the, even just from uh, like in, in comparison to Tyron, is that like you cannot imagine. The how gruesome it could be year after year after year for almost twelve seasons now. How much that affect that on your body? And and I, and as much as it hates me to say this, I know we're, we're saying when he's on the field, yeah, great. We still need him on the field, but this is just going to be a constant decline now. I yeah. really do find that is the case. I hope I'm proven wrong, but it seems like we can we've not had one complete season of Tyron Smith in the past what five seasons yeah. i believe yeah. uh, something like 20 it's uh, something like 2015 or something like that yeah. i don't think yeah. that it was the I last time he played 16 games yeah. so it's yeah. more than that so you're talking about like seven seasons he's not had a complete season 
well, put it this way, Dak has never had Tyron for a complete season. A full season, yeah. It, I think it was the year before. I think it was the year before was before the Romo. year that he managed. Yeah, Romo. So yeah, it's difficult. Zach Martin has. This is his ninth season, by the way. Yeah, thirty-two nice. years old as well. So, yeah. Um, I, yeah, the, the, the one, th- the one uh, thing cause... I would say is that offensive linemen. Certainly, back in the seventies and eighties, they would normally last about fourteen, fifteen years. So mm. there is still scope, but I think I think we probably are looking at probably the the, the sort of last season for Tyron. Um, you know, next year I think we're on to we're on to dead or void, voidable years on this Almost, uh, yeah, contract. Yeah. So it's yeah. a case of re- renew him if you are going to do anything. Um, they... And I don't. Go on, go on, go on, keep going, keep going. No, I, I, I think he's, you know, the, the reliability that, you know, he, he, we can't depend on him for the, the whole season. I think that probably, you know, especially we seem to be going for much younger players now. The, you know, criticise Stephen Jones all you want, but certainly this is going to be a very young roster that we've got. Um, yeah. So... But um, they do. They do say that they. It was the old coaches' rule, which works quite well, of get your offensive line to ha- to have a total age of one hundred and fifty. But don't yeah. go. And basically, the more you go over that, the more that line declines. And when you look at it, both Zach and Tyron Smith are the ones instigating the the overshoot. Um, yeah. Obviously, the the thing that comes in the favour is Tyler Smith is only twenty one. So brings yep. all of that down, but it, that's like their rule of thumb is to try and get your your offensive line as close to the age of 150, um, and that's like the best age. Not like like whenever offensive linemen, an offensive line group are at that age, they they're always like at the peak. Um, it's always worked out to be the best. But here's a here's a question for you both: How do you feel about Tyler Biarish coming into this season now? Some people will say he's still got a long way to go. Um, they'll say about his blocking uh, and everything else. But the, the one I got for you is quite interesting. Is the last game of the season against the 49ers. I knew you were going to say that. I yeah, knew you were going to say he, that. He was the best offensive lineman statistically in that game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think how I'm going to word this. I think with having a Tyler, not not this is right. It's so confusing there. Not, <laughs> I know. Right, like, when I was Tyler, just doing it, I was like, I sound like a crazy person. Right, your my, your phone's still cutting. Oh, uh, my my bad. Sorry, sorry, sorry. There you um, go. It's away. It's away. Yeah. So, so Tyler Smith, if I'm playing at guards, I think we're going to have that different bit of. It's going to be different compared to what Bayadish is used to. Yeah. Like I, I don't think Bayadish needs to won't necessarily worry about his left guard getting pushed in the backfield yeah. and towards him as much. That's one thing I will say. Um, yeah, I was I'm, Mike, I'm still getting it. Yep. It can't be me then. Mine, uh, my, mine's uh, off. So. <laughs> away. My phone's dead. Can you still hear it? Not anymore. Oh, not. not anymore, no. Okay. Stay oh, over good. there 
Yeah, well, anyway, um, so, <laughs> I mean, you mentioned about like the San Francisco. Yeah, I, I get that. Like you, I, I generally thought Bayern had a really good game. All things considered, we did not perform as a team very well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely promising going forward into this season. I mean, if anything as well, I, God, I sound like uh, bloody uh, Amber Heard's lawyer there. Jesus. Um, <laughs> um, Step, I stepped on a bee. No, no, what if anything? Um, <laughs> uh, with having like a, 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 a proper centre, undrafted Alec Lindstrom from Boston College in there, we've actually mm. more proper competition as well to elevate each other as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think for Tyler Biadish, it's a good thing going into this season. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I think we, I think we've touched on, obviously, last year the problem with the offensive line was, was it a case of it being Tyler Biadish or was it Connor Connor Williams? And the offensive line can only be effective as as effective as the weakest link. Now, if if Tyler was having to do extra to compensate for something that Connor Williams w- wasn't managing to do, then maybe that affected his game conversely if it was if Connor Williams was actually better than he was being seen to be um you know we just don't know this this will be a test for him this year the one thing i would say is we have seen that um obviously he is working out with duke manyweather this year mm-hmm. um he's appearing in a lot of the the training videos that are being put out on Instagram, on Duke's Instagram page and Twitter pages. Um, so again, hopefully another year working with him, another year removed from the the shoulder injury that he had in his senior year at Wisconsin as well, um, and just getting that extra, being able to put the strength and conditioning in. Maybe, you know, this this will be the year that he actually comes to fruition. Yeah, yeah, and as you can see, joining us all the way from Tennessee, we've got Marcus from Bluff City Cowboys back in the building. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Marcus. How Hello. Are we Two How weeks in a row. Glad to be here. Yeah, <laughs> multitasking as always. Yeah, uh, we're fair. just talking. We're, we're talking offensive line more specifically in a moment. Tyler Biadish. Um, but yeah, I I think really when you think about it. Like, and we've said this before, me and you attested to this, Paul, that last year you've really got to count that as Tyler Biadish's rookie season. Because yeah. um, the season before he was stuck behind Joe Looney, so he didn't really get a chance. Not sure the reasoning behind that. For me, I would have put him in there to see what you get. But here's an interesting statistic for you that if you class that as his rookie year, Tyler Biadish, uh, 819 pass blocking snaps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only one sack. Okay. Statistically, it sounds pretty good. Yeah. Yep. Now, obviously, he does give up uh, a lot of pressures. He gave up some hurries. Um, so that's needless to say that we, you know, I'm not saying that we're going, oh, you know, yeah, he's a, he, he was really was uh, unfair. No, because he did give up a lot of hurries. In fact, of all the offensive linemen, um, he, Terrence Steele gave up the most. Tyler Biarish gave up the second most. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say, like, if, if there was one, like, I know I'm kind of maybe jumping from one thing to the other here, but if there was one thing that I thought Biadish 
like well from start of season till that San Francisco game, he wasn't the greatest at communication with the rest of his own line in terms of like mm-hmm. setting out like okay, this is your guy, the guy in the B gap or guy the guy in the A gap, whatever, depending on what the how yeah, the yeah, yeah, the yeah. blocking scheme was. I didn't feel as though there was enough communication. It just felt as though they were just kind of like standing and wait to see what happens essentially. Um, calling the the adjustments on the floor. Yeah, yeah, essentially. and But you did get to see that improved quite a fair bit during that San Francisco game. Yeah, so I mean, we'll we'll get you in, Marcus, because you've just joined us. Thank you for giving us your time. Um, In terms of Tyler Bialish, what are his strengths and weaknesses then? What what do you think are his his best traits and how they're going to really evolve into the next season? I mean... I think he's a pretty good center. Uh-huh. Um, I'm glad to see that he has real competition this year. Yeah. Paul just last said year, that, yeah. they tried to manufacture competition by moving Connor Williams inside. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you about to say something, Paul? I was going to say Connor Williams, uh, Connor Williams is now getting the center, uh, center yeah. snaps in Miami yeah. now. Yeah, so. I saw that. Yeah. So, yeah. But, I mean, we saw what that looked like last year. I mean, what was it like? One out of ten snaps was just a roller. Mm. So uh, we got Farniak who looks good, and we got some some young guys who are coming in who are real centers who will give them competition. Yeah. Um, I've seen like Paul was saying before, um, his biggest issue is kind of communication, and that's a big issue when you're talking about center because yeah, the center calls everything. I, I know people like to pull up that clip of when Tyron Smith kind of blocked the wrong way and like he was blocking his own man. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That could yeah. easily been as much on Tyler Biotis making the wrong line shield. The wrong call. Right. Exactly. Yep. Because he's telling them where the mic is and that's where everybody else blocks from. Yeah. Yep. And, that, and stuff like that is what he really needs to work on. Yeah. I mean, when you put the comparison between – Tyler Biadish and Travis Fedrick. If there's one thing that you stream at Travis Fedrick is he has unlimited amounts of communication, and I'm getting more feedback from Mike's mobile his <laughs> cell phone again. Sorry, because <laughs> um, you're you're seeing before they even set themselves, you're seeing like Fedrick's pointing there, like pointing. There's your mate. There's your Sam. There's mm-hmm. they're, they're talking about okay, one high, like in terms of where the safety is and stuff like that. They, 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 he's helping Dak's communication as well. So yeah. so I think that plays a big factor as well. So it's, again, just to kind of like go on what you're saying, if there's one thing he just needs to improve, it's just give Dak as much communication, give him as much information as possible before the snap. Yeah. And that yeah. will make a big, massive difference. Just so you know as well, on another tidbit before anyone interjects, uh, Travis Frederick is doing really good, by the way, up in Wisconsin. Got a computer business. Oh, okay. good for him. Well yeah. done. Not surprised. Just thought, just thought I'd throw that in. Yeah. <laughs> um, but go on, Marcus. Yeah, I know you was going to pop I in mean, on something. The only strength I can see is experience. I mean, you look at the other guys we have, he's a vet right now. Nobody yeah. else really has more than probably 50 snaps in the NFL at the center position when you look at Connor McGovern and Matt Farniak. So you hope that's enough, but you look at guys, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about this, like Alec Lindstrom. Lindstrom may be farther ahead mentally. Yes. 
Yeah. See, that's just why mentally, just, mentally. See, this yeah. is where I think this is where this is going to be a, such a quite an interesting mm-hmm. training camp because if that feels more comfortable, get more information from a center that's going to give them yeah. like, in terms of that they know what they're doing in terms of the blocking scheme, that will have his say that okay, I feel more comfortable. Like the snaps might not be as better, but at least the communication is better, and the all I know exactly what they're doing. I- Alex Lindstrom, like physically, is way behind though. He's gonna get if he yeah. was to if he was to be yeah. our star, he'd be bullied off the line way more. But he like physically. I, I agree. Though, I agree. I agree with that too. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, we'll, not we'll helped as well by having appendicitis in the first week of OTAs. Now, yeah, yeah. They didn't say whether he had to have surgery on that, but um, obviously that's you know in most cases that's the case that it ruptures and you've got to go in and clean it all out and then that's that takes time for your body to recover from that injury as well of, of just being cut open so plus he's a left hander as well so it's yeah, that's the, true. there's a little yeah. there's a little change in, in intricacies yeah. with a snap for, yeah. for that the way the ball's spinning well. at the quarterback yeah yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah all of that but here's one for you right guys tell me if I'm wrong or not that for me, I feel the top three players on this Cowboys roster are on the offense. Two of them are on the offensive line. When again, when healthy, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm not on about like a, a, as you know a full, but I mean in terms of talent. Yeah. Oh yes, absolutely. No argument there. Yeah, yeah. So you know that that that's a good place to start, but. Um, Let's move to the next three guys because we looked at the starters. Um, I'm, I'm, I feel really that's kind of at this stage a no-brainer uh, until we see more really in preseason games. But the next guys are the the next four four guys really we'll look at before we look at the the, the additions uh, from UDFA's uh, and free agency. So the, the 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 next four guys is obviously the rookie Matt Willett's go. Uh, Connor McGovern, who's on a contract year, by the way, yeah, uh, 25 yeah. years of age, 2.7 on the cap. Um, so, yeah, as I say, contract year, also plays fullback. So that's quite interesting to know. Um, Matt Farniak, uh, 24 years of age, unrestricted free agent, 2025 on a rookie contract. Uh, same as Josh Ball, he's 24 years of age. He was taken in the fourth round uh, in 2021, just to remind you guys. Of these four guys, I feel that, and it's crazy, it's mad to say this, the rookie Walesco for me is probably the safest choice. Absolutely. I mean, when you look at his yeah. uh, athletic, uh, relative athletic score, jeez, I think he's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's definitely something that definitely stood out, just like even from a physical like, athleticism point of view. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but yeah, uh, it'll be very interesting to see how we're going to utilise them. And I, I know I, I briefly spoke on it just before, uh, before you came on, Marcus. I kind of mm-hmm. mentioned that uh, I think, well, let's go, we'll definitely be more that swing tackle. But how are we going to utilise them and depending on the scenarios of what plays that we're going to use and stuff like that, I think it really depends how yeah. what the situation is. Yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I think you, you, you gotta be... hope... Go ahead, Lauren. Go no. I'm sorry. 
No, the, the, the one I was going to say is obviously Conor McGovern, the one thing he needs to work on this off-season, if he hasn't already been, is being able... He, he's supposedly he's better as a right-handed on the right-hand side of the offensive line. He needs to have that flexibility to go across the left-hand side. So hopefully he's been working on his um, footwork for the left-hand side. Um, obviously he was left guard the first week of OTAs um, when they were sort of bringing Tyler in slowly. Um, <clears throat> it's it's certainly an area where you know you can see him challenging this year, but um, I, I, again, it's a contract year for him, so hopefully, you know that spurs him on. But um, you know, I think as you say, Waletsko is probably the safest bet. Yeah, and also don't forget, Conor McGovern uh, cost me ten dollars to Rob Phillips. <laughs> what was the bit? He'd score a passing touchdown. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Rob was like, "Yeah, so all right then." Now, if you'd said any offensive lineman, because Terrence Steele got yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but at the time, if you remember, Conor McGovern was playing like all these weird like full back, H back yeah. type roles, you know, yeah. and we were like, "Oh, he's going to score a touchdown." Um, but yeah, I mean, Matt Farniart is, is for me a guy. The, the, the interesting one, well, let's go say Conor McGovern. I feel like you, here's my problem with the, these the, the not Matt Waletsko because he wasn't there last season. Uh, we tried Conor McGovern, we seen and it didn't work out, right? Yeah. So we know where we are with Conor McGovern, but. During all of the strife and struggles that we had with the offensive line, injuries and performance, we had both Matt Farniok and Josh Ball there to play, and they refused to put them on the field. So I have to wonder where they are in terms of development. Yeah, I mean, Josh Ball, obviously hampered by the injury that he picked up in camp, they ended yeah. up going on IR. Farniok, you you saw him in that Philadelphia game, the second half of the the, the final game of, against Philadelphia. Um, I actually thought he played pretty well um, there, and I thought you know this is center is probably somewhere. If we hadn't brought in two new centers in in the UDFAs that we'd picked up, yeah. um, I thought Farniok would be the the chief competition for Biadish this year, and I thought. Looking at that Philadelphia game, I, I, I actually thought that um, Farniok actually proved himself quite well um, mm. to get to get the snaps in a way. But yeah, um, yeah. but I, I, again, the big thing about Farniok is that he was being used as he's the Swiss Army knife of the offensive yeah, yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. He, he can be he can be gone. played at every single yeah. he can be played at every single offensive line position. I think he was being lined up various positions during training camp last year and yeah. expected to make a um but you, you you really need to get when they're young you need to focus them in on one position and try and get them to excel there and then you can tinker about with where you're putting them on the line but yeah because he is the inside offensive line swiss army knife guy i agree but you, you, i mean you're a good one marcus you can attest to yeah. this right because, you know, we're talking about development with these guys. Mm -hmm. For me, and I don't know if you, you you can help me in trying to agree or if, even if you disagree, actually, with this comment. For me, offensive linemen, for them to develop is not really during the season. It's this time of year. So yes. from when the season ends 
to after training camp. That's your development stage, if you like, for an offense. After that, it's all out the window and it's just installment from your offensive line coach. Yep. I agree with that, yeah, because you have to get continuity set in the offseason because offensive line is just as much about playing with the guy to the left and the right as mm-hmm. it is for your own personal development. So yeah. you, when when training camp starts, really development's out the window. Mm-hmm. At that point, you're just trying to find what five guys can play best together and work off of each other. Yeah. So you got to work on your strength and your agility. That's January to April or whatever. After that, it's all about the best five. And um, I want to go back and address something Lauren said a while ago about yeah, go go for it, man. Yeah, about Connor McGovern because mm-hmm. I played I played a little bit of offensive line. I didn't play at a top level, but I played a little bit in the college. It's hard changing positions. Like yeah. you can work on footwork. You can say footwork is something. It's left hand, right hand. Which it's, college now? Which college you play for? Come on. I mean, I play for junior college. Yeah. 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 I played for junior college in Mississippi for for like a year or so. Nice. Um, yeah. Um. Crazy. There we go. I couldn't gain weight back then. Like I was stuck around two seventy five, two eighty. It's no, not bad for an offensive yeah, line. Offensive line, you got to hit 300 to be, to be pretty yeah. good. And then once I start playing, of course, the weight skyrocketed. But um, <laughs> so th- that's one of those things fans don't understand. Like you see a guy that's 320 and you think he's a fast slob. No, 320 at the NFL level is as athletic as any well, most running backs or skill position high school level players. These guys are freak athletes at that size. And it's hard to keep that weight and keep athleticism. Um, so so going back to my going back to me, like I was left-handed and I played all all five positions really. I could not play right guard because it was just something about being left-handed to come out of that stance. I couldn't do it. And Connor McGovern could be one of those guys. Some people can play certain positions, some guys can only play one side. Mm. Um yep. And you yeah. talk about Mike McCarthy, he's mentioned Tyler Smith is going to be a left side guy. He hasn't mentioned him being a swing guy. He's a yeah, left yeah. guard, left tackle guy. It could be something they've seen. It could be that um, that deformity or that disease he had that he had his leg broken that yeah. prevents him playing the right side. But there are a lot of things that come into play where Connor McGovern just could not be a left side guy for one reason mm-hmm. or another. And, and that hurts him on this team because he's pretty much stuck being Zach Martin's backup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like the analogy we've used before on here on um, playing offensive line on the left and the right is it's like trying to wipe your ass with the opposite hand. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's it's a good just, analogy. Uh, yeah, it's just not going to be as clean. <laughs> it's funny you say that as well. I mean, I've I've played all five positions on the offensive line for the Wolves when, when I was playing as well and mm-hmm. le- le- left guard was the one that I couldn't play you know oh. I had stinkers <laughs> of a game where I was playing so um, you know I could play every other position left tackle for some reason was easy for me but left guard just uh, same for me the, the whole footwork it was just not good so and, and, and so go back for- to another point I'm left-handed I was a starting center up until my junior year of high school, and they moved me from center because the quarterback couldn't take a, a snap from a left-handed person. The spin was was different for him, and he kept double double catching it. 
So stuff like that yeah. makes a, a big difference. See, for, for likes of myself, I only play left tackle and left guard. I cannot play center. I cannot play right guard, and I cannot play right tackle because my, my dominant like foot was left, and I oh, always yeah. used that for like kicking back because I had a lot more weight distribution to like if I'm uh, doing my pass protection, and especially for my my first step, I feel like I could just gain that more power, like like get that more advantage. But where if I was on the right hand side, like changing like using my, my weak foot as the back foot, I didn't feel as though I was getting enough hit as much. Yeah. And I feel as though I was getting put, put in my place all the time if I'm playing on the right-hand side. So I completely agree. It's like yeah, people say, oh, offensive line, you should need to try and learn that. But th this is why I love Zach Martin's comment. It's like, keep me at right guard. That's the best you're going to get me. Don't put me to right tackle. Don't put me to left guard. Don't put me to center. Don't put me to left tackle. Right guard is where I want to play it. Right guard is where I will play. And it's like, because if you, if you, if you don't have to. And when you look at the results, how could you argue? Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, we're saying Walatsko is the safest bet out of the, these group of guys. I mean, we're talking in terms of from the outside looking in. Because mm -hmm. uh, when we know what we got with, Matt, with Connor McGovern, we've seen what that is. But also with the three guys apart from Walesco, we don't know how they're going to develop during this development stage that we just spoke about during the off season. So how yeah. far they they come along is another. It could be another thing, and they they could very well make it difficult for the Cowboy staff um, yeah. to make a decision on this. Walesco as well. Bear in mind he's been beaten a few times in a, <laughs> and got pushed into the back for a guy his size. And yeah. you know, I know you talked about his Raz score. Um, Paul, which is crazy. <laughs> I think he's like yeah. fourth overall since historically when it started taking place in the 80s. But he has been pushed into the backfield and he's been done so by numerous defensive uh, pass rushes. But the next guy, and I'm glad you're here, Marcus, because maybe you can help fill a void on this one for me, mm -hmm. is TCU's Avon uh, Aviante Collins. Now, he's 29 years of age, being with Minnesota, um, that was back in 2017. Pittsburgh last year. He's with Dallas this year on a two-year deal. This year, 895k against the cap. And um, what do you know about him? I'll be honest. I don't know a lot about him. No, I mean I've tried to to scour to try and find information out about him, and there isn't a lot. The only thing I've got is that um, he's taken three snaps. Uh -huh. He's been in five five games. Started one. Um, and that's about it. Yep, nothing. I mean, honestly, I don't think we're bringing in a guy outside to play tackle. I think it's Ball or, or a Walesco job. Um, I mean, he's a good guy to bring in for camp because you need bodies, but <clears throat> yeah. I, and do you think he was a guy that they, they got just to cover themselves just in case? I think so because you don't, you don't know how the draft's gonna go, yeah. So. And we don't, we still don't know what Josh Ball is. So, yeah, um, they could have felt, you know what, we don't know how the tackles are going to fall in the draft. We may not see a guy we like. Yeah. Let's bring in yeah. this guy as a as a security blanket. That's what it was for me. And I, I, to be honest with you, the way I'm looking at it, because it's not in his contract, if they were to cut him, I, you know, before the season starts, they're not in it for much at all. Yeah. So it's not, it's not a huge loss. Um, the next well, I, I mean, I, I, again, he's somebody who was on the practice squad last year. Yeah. Didn't really, wasn't 
I don't think he was promoted at all. No, he to, wasn't. To even being on the, on the forty six or the yeah, fifty three. Yeah, so, um, so you know, he he maybe was an insurance policy last year. I think, to be honest, I think he's probably gone this year. Um, we've got enough young guys that uh, you know we'll keep these guys. <laughs> Uh, just to let Austin know what's going on, yeah, YouTube uh, oh. have got, I don't know what it is, they've got crawling with bots, they're sending unnecessarily explicit messages to don't go elsewhere, so, yeah. It's called they're... dead internet theory. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Look it up, it's real, it exists. Um, that's, a, that's for the conspiracy uh, conversation that we do one day on a, the conspiracy podcast. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll leave. There's one last guy I want to talk about after we speak about these guys, because he is a bit of a fan favorite, but it's the undrafted free agent segment. So we've got Braylon Jones, who's an undrafted free agent in 2021, who plays guard. Amon mm -hmm. Smith uh, from Texas A&M Commerce, not Texas A&M, before you mm -hmm. go and say anything. Completely separate. Uh, yep. Then we've got centers, James MP. Uh, and Alex Lindstrom. Now, I don't know what you guys are going to make of this comment, but for me, of the undrafted free agent guys, for me, I feel the guy that's got uh, the safe, or, or not the safest, the guy I think is more most likely from this group to make it to maybe perhaps the practice squad is James MP. Wow. Mm, yeah. Okay. Um, my issues are Alex Lindstrom. I know everyone talks about raves about my issue with Alex Lindstrom is he's a pure center only. He provides you nothing in anything else like but, special but, teams. Go on. But, but isn't that a good thing though? Well, no, because think about it, you've got Matt Farniok and you've got Tyler Biadish. So you've got you've got see, a starter and a backup see, already. See, this is the difference between what I think about what you're thinking, mate. It's like I am complete opposite. I want all line that are position specific, especially, especially at center. Exactly. I don't want a, I don't want another Connor Williams hybrid to move and <laughs> someone that moves and it can like flick the ball a couple of times and get put in the back side. Yeah. No, I don't want that. I want a center who's actually played ball in college at that specific position and sit there as throughout the whole professional career. That's I, only... I, I know yeah. where you're all coming from, but I'm just like saying you've already got two guys that are going to be playing center for you. Like they're not going to have a third backup center in the where, where so, you've so got James so, Empey. So who you so who you who are you saying is the backup? Farniok, Biarish, so they they get two because it is they've all, that's what they've been doing. Um, then you've got mm. MP, MP then who can provide you with inside offensive line stability and special teams, and he's more physical and he's been doing it. He he, he has in college he was a lot. Um, he was a lot, what's the word I'm looking for? Consistent. Mm. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm more with Paul on this one. <laughs> I think center is yeah. a little bit different than other positions. Um, I don't really care about if he's not, not flexible. Yeah. I, just, I just think that, especially when you're talking about the, the guys, I know where you're coming from, but I'm just thinking... Guys later down in the roster, you need them to do more. Mm -hmm. You know, the more you can do, the more likely you'll 
be able to get a, a spot. And I just think Lindstrom, I, I get where people are coming from, and he is smart uh, and all the rest of it. MP obviously comes with um, the injury history, but I just think that overall, physically, he's he's the better centre, if you like. But the last guy I want to talk about, because he's a bit of a fan favourite, and I think, um, especially off last year's um, hard knocks, everyone took a liking to him. And that's uh, the international Mexican, uh, Isaac yeah. Alicom. Yes. Do we think this is the yeah. year he breaks through? I hope so. I, I love Isaac. I love him to bits. Yeah. Like, he, brings yeah. Some, he brings something different. He, I, I, I personally think he would be quite a good fit within the guard position. I think he has the nastiness to mm. play that position. I yeah. don't know, like, but you could argue like, he is a tall boy. He, he can play, play tackle as well, but yeah. I think he'll be a much more better mold within the guard position, if I'm being perfectly honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. And I asked, I actually, when we had Rob Phillips on a couple of weeks ago, asked about that. Obviously, there'd been a Spanish reporter had asked Mike McCarthy during one of his press conferences. I think first week of OTAs, Mike McCarthy has said that physically he has changed over the three years. He is now looking like an NFL starting a guard. He, you know. Even last year, you would say when you were watching Hard Knocks, there was there was probably a little bit more flab than you probably wanted in an offensive lineman, and I know that's um, strange to say, but um, this year the guy looks rock solid apparently, um, and he is he is picking things up. You can see that the offensive coaching staff were into him last year just from the the way that they were shouting at him and jeering him along last year um, during Hard Knocks. Now, I, I, I admittedly, that can be team team skewed to make it look, again, to promote the international series or something like that. But um, you know, it, it just looks like he is a guy that is a fan, not only a fan favourite, a coach's favourite as well. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a very likeable guy. No. Yeah. Why? He's got the ability that um, obviously we can carry him again this year. Mm-hmm. He's got that third year of eligibility on the International yeah. Player Pathway Program. So you could carry him again. Um, he automatically re- reverts to the practice squad if he's cut um, at, at final stages of the cut down. Um, so you could keep him, you could stash him and then obviously... Uh, Activate him mid-season if you're needing them as a as a stand-in or anything, but um, I think he I think he's got real potential this year. To obviously we've we've got a lot of numbers on the squad this year, but he's he's there, and I think he will be fighting for a job this year. Um, and it, you know if his NFL career does come to an end as well, he he already has been drafted by the. Calgary Stampeders up north as well, so um, he, you know, he's he's still got an area to pursue um, once the NFL's uh, exhausted his opportunities. Yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, I'm just getting some news about OTAs today, which I'll come back to in a bit. But um, yeah, I, I really like. If you think about it, if he did, even if he made. At this stage, if Alicom made the, the team in a backup role, that would just be like it would be a good a feel good story 
with mm-hmm. uh, this kind of off season that we've had with all the bad news. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, what is it you like about him, Marcus? I mean, you guys hit all the points. He, he's a big kid. Um, he's had several years to kind of learn the game. I know when he came in, he was very raw oh, coming yeah. from that, that Mexican league. Um, he showed a lot of toughness. He showed a lot of physicality, which is something you definitely need if you plan on playing the NFL. Um, I'm curious to see if he can play some tackle. Um, I, I know they play him a lot at guard. I think his only chance to make the roster, if I believe, Nor- Lauren, you said he has another eligibility year for that um, yep. International Pathways program? Yep, yep. Okay. So but we have- but as, soon as, as soon as he spends any time on the – the, the roster 53 right. on the yeah, 53 yeah. that's it it's, it's done right so if you cut if you cut mid-season in the hope of putting them on the practice squad it's it's a practice squad yeah, place yeah. it's not um and a gamble right and, yeah. and that's my biggest concern with them because we've been talking all this time about all these guys who have guard flexibility i mean we got six guys seven guys who can all play guard and then we have him um, if the team's looking at roster development, which um, we all have to kind of keep in our back of our minds, mm-hmm. and we see them do it all the time, playing games with uh, injury reserve and pub list and stuff like that, this is a free spot. So unless he just comes in and outright beats a couple of guys, they're not going to risk putting him on the roster this year unless they have to. Yeah. Unless he could stand out at that tackle position where there's a, a legitimate spot open for somebody as a backup. If he's mm. a guard, I think it's almost inevitable he stays in that Pathways program. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Uh, and just to tie in as well with um, offensive line news, John Ridgway and Josh Ball got into a fight today in OTAs, and John Ridgway <laughs> had to, oh, had to man, go to the locker room. I would love to have seen that, to be honest with you, man. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, go on, go on. <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. I'm trying to think of how those two got tangled up with him playing nose tackle and Josh Ball playing left tackle. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I'm trying to think like so if he's playing those it could be a, a two gap from being like a one tech moving into the B gap and Yeah, or or some be, sort of stunt. Yeah, oh. it'll be a def- or the defensive lineman comes inside. I that pretty much, but it's Whatever just happened, I love it. I will try and find out more. Uh, another interesting one is you were on with us last week talking wide receiver. Um, Brandon Smith, I mean, what an athletic catch, double coverage, and towers over them for like an athletic catch, mm-hmm. um, which was crazy. TJ Vasher getting more first team offensive work, CD Lamb out along with Terrell Basham and Noah Brown. Doesn't say why. Uh, Tyler Smith looking good. Uh, interesting one. And I mean, we'll talk about when we get to safety. Marquise Bell having a good OTA at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about it. Yeah, the, the other news is relatively what you expect. Jake Ferguson in with Dalton out. Um, Hooker, Jamin, Curse both held out. Brown, Jordan Lewis didn't practice. 11 on 11, Diggs was in a cornerback. Yeah, it's just the usual stuff then. Um, Can I ask an offensive so, line question really quick? You what, sorry? I got an offensive line question. Go on then. 
Um, it, it may sound crazy, but I just keep thinking about this. Is there any chance Tyler Smith can get beaten out for left guard? Mm. Ooh. Is there any chance? I mean, I'm not saying there is. I'm just wondering, do you guys think like a Connor, Connor McGovern can have a great count? Okay. I, 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 yeah, I could hit you with this. Okay. His pass protection is Oh, no. Don't use stats in this one. Don't, don't use stats in this I'm sorry. No. I am not allowing you to do it on this one, mate. No, no. stats in this one. Okay, no stats. I, just it, feelings. It, just feeling. But his pass blocking isn't great, right? And when you actually think about this, right, when it comes in terms of technique, mm -hmm. um, whether you tackle, guard, center, run blocking essentially is all the same. It's right. pass protection where it becomes different on side and, you know, your stances are going to be different, yeah. whether you're an inside or, or outside guy. But in terms of technique for run blocking, it doesn't really change. And that's really what he's good at. So when you think about that, you could put in a guy who can still do the run block inside, but is better at pass blocking, and that's what the Cowboys go to. Mm -hmm. That's the only way I can see it happening, but I, I don't see that being the case. Okay. Another question. Is there anybody on the roster who can legitimately compete with Terrence Steele for the starting right tackle position? Or are we just giving it to him? With no competition. Oof. No, no, there's guys. I mean, we talked about well, let's go. Um, you could well, let's go more and see this. So you're saying well, let's go, and this is where what me and Marcus were talking about, like in terms of like perfect and Lauren as well, like preference of position. Well, let's go's played the majority of it. I'm pretty sure he's played the majority of his career at left tackle. I'm, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. He, he can adjust. I am sure, but I think he'll be more utilizing like just. Yeah, he's been I, playing if, on the right in OTA so far. Has he? All right, okay. okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I uh, that's why he's been if, getting beaten, mine. But <laughs> I, yeah, if, I think, if, if, if if anything, I, I would say it may be up to Josh Ball. And yeah, if anything, you got those yeah. two. Josh Ball will let's go. They are the only two possibly that could do it. And it's going back to the the development you know how have they how have they come along during the off season that mm -hmm. big question mark and what you what you've got to think about as well is this off season or this training camp we've got two practices two practices against the uh, the chargers we've got one practice against the denver broncos if you if you look back um historically there's been a couple of trades normally come off the the teams that we've been pl uh, practicing against mm -hmm. um because obviously it gives our scouts a chance and our coaching staff a chance to actually look at players that are on other rosters without actually having to go and watch game film you're watching them face to face almost you're you're maybe actually doing certain drills with them as well so you get an idea of what it is. So if it's looking like Terrence Steele's not up to scratch this year, um, you know, potentially that's your, your next avenue is you, you engineer some sort of trade, package somebody off or whatever. Mm. Um, yeah. But okay. certainly I think Josh Josh Paul's probably your best bet at the moment. I think the way they're talking about Waletsko well, is that he's probably going to be your swing, if, if yeah. anything. We we haven't brought in a Ty Enzeki, uh Cameron Irving, Cameron Fleming type guy, 
So we are sticking with the younger guys at the moment. And as I say, if it all goes tits up in training camp, then that's when you that's when you look at something else. But well, the, the other thing you've got to focus on this year, you've only got three pre-season games to actually get these guys blooded and up to speed. Yeah. Um, so it's a delicate balance on how you're going to do that this year as well. So. And you, yeah. you just touched on a question I was going to ask all of you guys, is that obviously not right now, but once we get into training camp, do you see them, because they have this cap space, spending any money on the offensive line? Or do you literally think that right now, you know, obviously we're not talking about if a player gets injured. That's a different question. But right now, if do you think they would, or are they just literally going to roll with what they got for camp and see what we get out the other end? I was just going to say, if nobody's injured, I don't see them spending any money on the offensive line. Um, historically, this team gives their drafted guys every possible opportunity to keep a position on the offensive line. I mean, we bring outside of Joe Looney, anybody that we've drafted, if they look horrible, should probably not be in the league bad. They yeah. continue to get opportunity. And, I mean, it's paid out with a guy like Terrence Steele. Um, it's still up in the air with a guy like Tyler Biotis, but he's still he's improving. But we got a lot of young, drafted, undrafted guys on this roster, and they got to sort that out. And yeah. I just don't see them bringing anybody in externally to compete with all this young talent that they that they think they have. Roll out with what they got, yeah. But, I mean, that's it, guys, for the offensive line talk. We will be getting back to this once training camp hits. We've already got one, two, one D-line, one pass rusher, uh, linebacker. So we've got four more positional breakdown series to get. And then we're into camp talk. Yes! Hey, Mike, I think Paul had a, a comment he wanted to make. Oh, yeah, I was, I was going to make a comment about, like, there was the whole talk about gc Tretter, like like like, mm. like there was all that speculation but i don't think that might be the case because he was pretty much more or less a bona fide center himself so yeah i think that's definitely out of the question now center, the other I... thing the, the other thing that was interesting about Tretter is that he's one of the guys that's actually trying to advocate for not having otas and not having a an off-season sort of off-season program he's he thinks that you can just turn up for training camp he almost wants to go back to how it was in the 1970s and 80s where you have a a month and a half training camp or whatever and you you get yourself into shape that way by doing two days or whatever you know he's he's trying to say that it shouldn't be a year year round the nfl doesn't even do two days anymore well i'll tell you something if his former teammate joe thomas heard that he probably end up getting slapped across the face for that one (laughs) i know joe thomas have you seen him lately he looks in fantastic condition ever since he's retired well this just shows what what marcus was saying as well is like trying to put the weight on yeah like proper weight on and obviously joe thomas had to eat substantial amounts of food to keep that weight up and and he was not really a natural supposed to be naturally that size but yeah that's the thing that gets me about these Guys, when you watch them being retired, the offensive linemen get skinny. Yeah. The the running backs. Step Nosky's a prime example. (laughs) Step Nosky's a prime example. 
Stepnowski always, always was, but I mean, he he then went north of the border to Canada because really he really like that. Yeah, because you he, wonder though, he, don't you? Like these offensive linemen, what they must eat, like what their diarrhea must be like every day. <laughs> <laughs> Only Mike. <laughs> There's a soundbite. Um, but yeah. Yeah, uh, that is it for this week. Um, we'll be back next week where we're talking inside defensive linemen, the defensive tackles and um, all those inside guys. Make sure you go and follow some of the guys that are on the screen here. Well, I say some. Follow all of them. Go take a listen. Uh, they're all our friends. They do great content. Uh, and, of course, it's Cowboys Experience, discount code UK Cowboys. That's all we're going to say on that one. I'm only saying that so we don't get banned again on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, oh, also, not sure if you've seen this, Marcus, but we have the details of our travel package, which we're coming to America next year, bringing everyone from UK Cowboys. Okay. So um, we might even try and make a little internal flight, maybe, to Tennessee one day. Uh, during that trip, are you guys going to a specific game, or is that how it's going to work? We or? will be, yes, yeah, yeah. Have, have you guys decided or narrowed it down? Yeah, it, no, it, no, it, yeah, because it, it, it's it, next it year, be, yeah, it'll be next year, so we yeah. won't know. We'll have to wait oh, for the schedule, to come okay. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But so, I'll, I'll, but I'll be, I'll be coming this year, I'll be going to the Colts and Texas games this year, okay. Yeah. So, both, both in December, uh, early December, okay. So, you yeah, need to, you need to. You need to fly to Marcus and take the big body bag so that you can sneak him into the stadium. Well, you never know. He might come to Texas and come and join us. Yeah. Ah, oh, man, Mendoza, you're late, dude. Oh, <laughs> another, another one of the royalty. But, yes, that's it for this week. Uh, thank you, Marcus, for joining us again, mate. I know you're multitasking over there because it's yeah. the afternoon in Tennessee. Yeah. Um, but thank Long you again clock. for joining us. Yeah, we, we may as well just add you to the team now. You're on, uh, you're joining us all the time. <laughs> um, yeah. but there we go. Oh, whenever yes. you guys need me, I'll, I'll try my best to make myself available. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I'm gonna let these guys sign off. Have a nice weekend, guys. See you all next week when we talk inside defensive lineup. Let's go, cowboys. Yeah, have a good week, guys. See you next week.